Welcome to Word Mission Church International Podcast. Now the Word with Paul Mensah Wood. Let me encounter your spirit. Let me have an encounter with the resurrected Lord. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Lord, I receive the words to speak. I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice. Those at the point of giving up, I pray, give them hope. In the name of Jesus, let the sick be healed. Let the oppressed go free. Let those that do not know the Lord Jesus Christ come to a saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We love you because you first love us. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. amen. Say amen. amen. Say amen. And we are going deeper. We said to see a change, you must be willing to do the uncommon. I'll repeat it again. To go to the next level, you must be willing to do the uncommon. And it ties into where we are going this morning. Amen. So those online, those that watch on TV, welcome, welcome, welcome. If you're ever in the Colorado Springs area, stop by and see us. Amen. And we are also in a season of harvest. So throughout the week, pray. Let God lay someone on your heart and share the word of God with them. And then we also come out as well in heading to the community. And what awesome testimonies we are getting as we minister to people. And keep bringing and sending in those testimonies as well. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. What else? You see, before we get into the Bible, our Bible lesson today, you see, we must get to the place where we don't live for ourselves, but we live for God. That is the best life that you can live. Amen. One time, this was said that after the Titanic sunk, another ship also, also sunk. And in the process, a lot of people uh, on the ship did not make it, but only about 400 people or so made, made it. But they this, this, this said that there were some young people on the ship and when they realized that the ship was not going to make it, they started going around and asking people on the ship, do you know the Lord Jesus Christ? Do you have a relationship with him? Do you know the Lord Jesus Christ? And what they did was, if they realized that someone did not have a relationship with God, they took off their life jacket and gave it to the people that didn't know Jesus Christ. So when they got off the ship and they did a count, they realized that these 14 youths, 14 youth did not make it. And they happened to be in the, in the, in the Salvation Army. And, they, and, and, and the reason why they did that was that they reasoned that, look, we already are saved. These people don't have Jesus Christ. Let's give our life jacket to them. And when they get out, at some point, they will have the opportunity to hear about Jesus. So they were not thinking about themselves. They were thinking about others. And William Booth, before he died, his last letter he wrote to the people that he worked with, the title was others i pray in jesus name let's at this even midpoint in the year reassess reevaluate what do we live for and may we live for others amen let's get into our bible lesson this morning mark 5 thank you lord jesus mark 5 we are wrapping up the series on healing there's no way we can get through everything and this book is out biblical healing um 
Discover Christ the Healer plus hundreds healing scriptures prevail over nine roadblocks to healing. It's available on Amazon if you're in service. You can pick up a copy. And it's also available in a digital version. I know for me, most of my books are in digital form. I still have hard copies. So either way, you can get in a hard copy. And it's also available in Spanish. Um, I don't speak Spanish, don't read Spanish. All I know is English, yeah. But it's available in Spanish also. <laughs> <laughs> so you can get it in, 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 both, in both versions. All right. Mark chapter 5. Mark 5. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Mark 5. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Mark 5. Mark 5, verse 25. You see, it's now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and has suffered many things from many physicians. She has spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garments. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, you see the multitude thronging you and you say, who touched me? And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction." Here is a woman that pressed through to get to Jesus Christ. And this morning, this moment, I sense in my spirit that somebody, you are out there, you may be here, you may be online or watching on TV, wherever you may be. You may have had a long-standing affliction. Maybe you are, you are going through a difficult season in your life, in your family, in some area of your life. I have come to announce to you by the word of the living God that the same Jesus that through this woman was made whole can make you whole. I said the same Jesus through whom this woman was made whole can make you whole. I said the same Jesus through whom this woman was made whole can make you whole. The Bible said she had, and sometimes you have to go through barriers. You have to go through different things, overcome different things to be able to receive from God. This Jesus was surrounded by a crowd, but she said, "You, I mean, nothing is going to stop me from getting to Jesus Christ. And sometimes there are hindrances along the way. There are hindrances along the path. But you must get desperate. You must get to the point where you realize that Jesus is your only solution and nothing is going to hinder you from receiving from him she said crowd or no crowd i must receive from jesus today you see sometimes your friends sometimes family sometimes things get in the way sometimes you get so busy you even forget about jesus but this is the season to press in like we're talking i've been talking about this week to press in and go deeper and higher in god this is the time to seek him first and as you seek him everything else will be added to you she said, I must get to Jesus. And I like to put verse 28 together. Notice this. She said, for she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. And then 
Verse 34 says, And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. She said. The doctors gave her no hope. Maybe from a physical standpoint, from a natural standpoint, the doctors have given up on your case. Maybe from a natural standpoint, your family has given up on you. Maybe you've, you, you, you turned away from Jesus and you, you've gone so far, you've even given up on yourself. But Jesus doesn't give up on anyone. No matter your past, no matter who you are, maybe you are out there and you are, you are, you, you, you've, even got, you've reached the place where you say, I don't want anything to do with God. I don't want to do anything with the church. Please, get, this is not the time to play around. This is the time to get serious with God and say, Jesus, I am going to push through and get to you. And when she did, she received a miracle. For she said, that was the, the first step she took. She said, if I may touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. You see, the Jews believe that, that, that Jesus, I mean, talked about in Malachi chapter 4, that there is healing in his wings. They believe that there was healing virtue. She believed that there was, there was power, virtue in Jesus Christ, and she could get there. And touch Jesus, she will be made whole. I have come to announce to you again by the word of the living God. I don't know the difficulty. I don't know the stress. I don't know what you are going through, what you are confronted with. But I know Jesus. I said, 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 I know Jesus. And if you are willing. To approach him, you will be made whole as well. Or sometimes people get to the place where they think that they are self-sufficient and they don't need Jesus. One of these days you will discover that you need Jesus. <laughs> there, are, there are forces in the earth that are greater than you. So the earlier you make that decision to surrender and yield to him, the better off that you are. But the first step that she took was she said, and her faith made her well and your faith in jesus will also make you well it will make you well not only from a physical standpoint but you see god is concerned we started this lesson by talking about the fact that god wants us to be whole in every area of our lives spirit soul body and every area of our lives and as i, I see that as you yield to him you will be made completely whole amen all right, so it's impossible. I mean, it's probably possible. It can be done. You have to have a lot of sessions to cover healing and health and wholeness. But let's sum it all up as we wrap up this lesson and see the vital things, the most important things, the most keys, the most important keys you need to know about living healthy, living whole, and, and being made completely whole and living for God. Amen. Number one, realize that it is God's will to heal you. It is God's will for you to be made completely whole. Isaiah 53 from verse 4 to 5. Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53 from verse 4 to 5. Thank you Lord Jesus. He says, surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteem him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. 
healing is part of God's will. Notice that at the same time that the sin issue was solved, the healing issue or the health issue was also resolved. The chastisement necessary to obtain peace or wholeness was laid on the Lord Jesus Christ. Matthew 8, 17 says, Matthew 8, 17. This is where most people get stuck. Is it God's will for me to be healed? It's absolutely God's will. It says that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, He himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. He took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. First Peter chapter 2, verse 24. Thank you, Lord Jesus. He says, Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. Now he puts it in the past tense. By whose stripes you were healed. So the healing has already been purchased. So the question is, if that's the case, why is everybody in the world not healed? Well, let me ask you a question. If Jesus paid the price for sin, then why is everybody not saved? Because it's also God's will for everybody to be saved. He's not willing that any should perish, but all should come to that saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. The other thing is, if people are not saved, it's either they haven't heard it, or if they heard it, they've turned it down. Two, two things. So if you are watching or listening or wherever you may be, we have come to announce to you, maybe you are bound by sin, you are bound by an addiction, you, and you cry out and you, and, and you say, how can I get out? You see, the only way is Jesus. This thing is very simple. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He, said, he, he himself said, no one can come to the Father except through me. You can only get to God through Jesus Christ. This is very, it's very simple. There is no other way. And so many times, sometimes when, 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 we, when, we, when we go out and we are talking to people, someone, someone will say, I don't believe in God, but I believe in a higher power. Have you heard that one? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you may be watching, and that's your statement. I believe in a higher power. I don't believe in God. Whether you believe, I don't believe in God. You see, don't, it, it, I, I don't know why you are getting in this direction. Maybe it's for somebody. You see, you have to get to the point, and, and sooner or later, you get to the point where you believe there is God. The Bible says even the devil believes and trembles, but that doesn't save them either. <laughs> you have to go beyond that and receive him into your life. So it's the same thing for healing. You have to receive him as your healer and receive him as the family physician and he will take care of your body. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord Jesus. So believe that. If you don't believe it, if you don't believe there is healing for you, then the healing is for you, then there is none for you. But if you believe that there is healing for you, I have come to announce to you by the word of the living God, no matter what the doctor's prescription, doctor's report is, Jesus can make you whole. I said Jesus can make you whole. I said Jesus can make you whole. I said Jesus can make you whole. Like that woman, she got to the end of her rope. Maybe you are at the end of your rope, not only in your health, in your finances, in your business, with your family. If, if G, so long as he is the last stop and he is the solution for you, there is healing available for you. If you believe that, say amen. amen. Two, believe, two, realize 
that sickness, we talked about this, we are, we are trying to sum it up, uh, because this, sickness comes from Satan, not from God. Right. You see, someone will say sometimes, uh, you hear this statement, God has put sickness on me to teach me something. What well, in heaven, there is no sickness, so where is God going to get it from? There's none up there. If you went to heaven right now, there's nobody there that is sick. So where is God going to get it from? Don't mix the two. If it is good, it comes from God. If, 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 if it's bad, it comes from the devil. Don't mix it. Every good and perfect gift comes from above, from the Father of lights, in whom there is no variableness or shadow of turning. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. Where does it come from? It comes from God. James 1.17. Jesus called himself in John 10.10 10, that I am the good shepherd. I am the good shepherd. If it is good, it comes from God. If it is bad, it comes from the devil or sometimes through, through, through our own our only responsibility, we end, we, we end up there, but realize, settle this, that sickness comes from Satan, not from God. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Acts 10, 38. Acts 10, verse 38. The Bible says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. So Jesus is the healer, the devil is the oppressor. Healing all who are oppressed by the devil. So he's saying that the people that Jesus healed, directly or indirectly, it was satanic oppression. Because if you think that God put it on you, then you are not going to resist it. See, if, it was, if, if God put the sickness on people and Jesus was healing him, then Jesus was resisting the will of God. And if sickness is the will of God, then we have to bend down all the hospitals because they are opposing the will of God, trying to get people well. You see. But this is very simple. I don't mix it up. Sickness doesn't come from God. God doesn't have any. He doesn't have any up there. It's none there. <laughs> How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Then he says in Luke chapter 13, Luke chapter 13, verse 16, he says, So ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound, think of it, for 18 years be loosed from this born on the Sabbath? Who bound the woman? It tells you exactly where it came from. And so it's so important to realize that that's a vital key when it comes to living and walking healthy. To realize where sickness comes from. There is, there is none up there. And also realize, you see, the thing is, this, we all felt if sickness came in as a result of the fall of Adam. And sometimes... When you stray away from God and from his protection, that's what happened with the children of Israel. So long as they served God and yielded their lives to God, none, the Bible says in the wilderness, not even one person was, there was no one person feeble among them. So long as they stayed in covenant with God, 
they kept them very healthy. Psalm 119 verse 67, he says, Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I have kept your word. Before the enemy can afflict you in any area of your life, you give him place. He says, before I was afflicted, this person got to the place and he wasn't blaming God for, me, for, his, for his problem. He says, it's my fault. Before I got into this mess, I went astray. Before I, I was afflicted, I went astray. Before I was afflicted, I went astray. Before I was afflicted, so long as you remain in the presence of God in this life and in the world, the devil, the Bible, the Bible calls the devil the God of this world. He calls him the God of this world. And you see, in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 27, he makes a very strong statement to the Ephesians. He says, Give no place to the devil. And he's writing to Christians. Give no place to the devil. So if you are a Christian, if you are a child of God, the devil cannot just break in on you. If he breaks in on you, it's ignorance. He says, you, There is a place you have given him. And he doesn't play nice. If you even give him an inch in your house, the next thing you know, he will want to take over the whole house. So, so, so he says, give no place to him. Your body is the temple of the living God. Don't yield it to the enemy. Don't give the enemy place in there. Yield it to God completely. And as you yield it to God completely, I see God keeping it in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Three, realize that healing is provided for, is provided in the New Testament. Healing is provided in the New Testament. Everyone will agree that in the Old Testament, notice this, notice the covenant that he had with them. In Exodus chapter 23, Exodus 23, 25, Exodus 23, 25, it says, So you shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and your water, and I will take sickness away from the midst of you. That's in the Old Covenant. So potentially for the children of Israel, they could serve God and live without sickness and disease. And like some of the old folks, they just get ready to die and they say they bless their children and they lay down and then check out. What a way to go. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> How much more in the New Testament, in Hebrews chapter 8 verse 6, he talks about the fact that we have a covenant that is built on better promises. Better promises. So if something is better, then it has to include what was in the old as well as something better in the new. So you mean to tell me that Jesus Christ, take it for instance, we are in a better covenant, but when Jesus Christ came, healing wasn't, and health wasn't provided for. It's, it's like you say, oh, we've bought a new house. And the house that we have is better than the old one that we had before. And then, okay, we look at the old house, and then we, we look at the new house. And then we go into the new house, and it's just um, some wooden structure, very little, with little to no room on somewhere, outside, someplace. And then I, 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 everyone was like, I thought you said yeah, this is better than where you were. 
But when we compare it to the old, you, it's actually a downgrade. So if he says we have a better covenant, and under the old covenant, these people could serve God without sickness and without diseases. Not everyone lived up to it, though, but, but it was a potential. It was available for them. Then in the New Testament, I want to believe that if it's built on better promises, then what we have is better. If not, then, it's, then, then something is missing somewhere. That's what I realized that, look, if I dedicate myself to the Lord and I make a decision to serve God, it, I, he, it, 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 it's part of the covenant. It belongs to me. And so I got busy with the seven parts. You see, if, if you, if the moment you stop working for an employer, they, they, they stop the wages. So if I'm working for him, if I am serving him, and my whole life is dedicated to him, this is better than any, any insurance policy can give me. Living without sickness or disease. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That is what I realized. I said, okay, I'll, I'll do this part. He will do his part. It's a covenant. So a covenant is different from a contract. And thanks be to God, he has kept me healthy and strong. Amen. Hallelujah. You can do what you want, but I, I, I know it's working for me. For the last 20 years plus, I don't remember them taking medication for anything. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Because I am living in a, in a better covenant. And I expect to live my life out without sickness or disease and when I'm ready to go, if Jesus doesn't come, I'll do like the old folks, have breakfast, and then see you later. I'll see you on the other side. <laughs> but that's the key. Decide that you are going to live for God. To serve him, not half-heartedly, serve him with your all. Four, realize that there are different methods of obtaining healing in the New Testament, different methods, different methods. It seems God desperately wanted to keep us healthy and strong. He provided seven different methods by which healing can be obtained. Amen. Amen. He says, for instance, there are some, we just touched on a, on a few this morning. James chapter 5, James 5, learn something. James 5, verse 14. He says, is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil, notice this, in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Confess your trespass to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. That's what, this is one method. Pray for one another that you may be healed. Pray for one another so husbands, wives can pray for each other. Fathers can pray for children, vice versa. We can pray for each other in the church. He says, pray for one another that you may be healed. That's one method. It, and then in the same verse, he talks about the anointing with oil by the elders of the church in the name of the Lord and the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up and if he has committed sins it will be forgiven him that's another method then there's another there's another one in John chapter 14 you, and, and John chapter 14 verse 12 notice this 
Thank you, Lord Jesus. John 14, verse 12. I like to preach, but the teaching also is good. He says, For most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. 13. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you ask anything in my name, the Greek word there for us is demand. And you see, you are not demanding it of Jesus or of the Father. You are demanding it of the enemy to let the person that is sick go free. And when you demand it, Jesus does it. Very important. So demanding your rights, that is different from prayer. This is not, this is not, some of these things, we have to get it clear. In John chapter 16, verse 24, he's talking about prayer. John chapter 16, using the name of Jesus in prayer. John 16, 24, he says, Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. So, but in John chapter 14, there is a difference. In John 14, he's talking about demanding your rights demanding in the name of jesus and the and a good example of that is in acts 3 from verse 1 he says now peter and john went out together to the temple at the hour of prayer the ninth hour and a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple which is called beautiful to ask alms from those who entered the temple who seen peter and john about to go into the temple asked for alms and fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look at us. So he gave him his attention. Notice this, expecting, expecting, expecting to receive something from them. Six. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you in the name of Jesus. Rise up and walk. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. Rise up and walk. Rise up and walk. Rise up and walk. And notice also that this person was sitting daily at the gate of the temple. It says a certain man lame from his mother's womb. Learn something here. He says that daily at the gate of the temple, it was the same gate that Jesus used to go into the temple. But the man was still sitting there. But one day when he saw Peter and James, he started expecting. He raised his expectation. Your expectation makes a difference. And when he did, Peter said, look, I don't have silver and gold, but there is something I have. I remember the words from John 14, 13. And notice here also that he didn't pray for the man. He demanded that the man walks in the name of the Lord Jesus. That's what Jesus is talking about in John 14. So you can demand in the name of the Lord Jesus. That's one way healing can be obtained. One day, Joe, our, young, our youngest son, he was, he, he, he was playing with a, with a, a computer lap, a toy laptop. And I was, I was in a different room. And I had, and, and Pastor Paul came around and he was, he was shouting, come, come quickly, come quickly. Joel has swallowed a piece of the of the keyboard and he started coughing coughing cough and, and blood had already started coming out when i got there knowing and having an understanding of this it won't work just because i tell you you have to meditate and think on it i said in the name of the lord jesus christ come out 
And immediately, oh, he, he vomited it on the floor. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> to the glory of God. The name of Jesus. Study at Philippians chapter 2 sometime. He says that name is above any other name. That name is above cancer. That name is above arthritis. That name is above any sickness. That name is above any disease. And he says when you demand in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Jesus will go ahead and enforce it. Jesus is the one that raised up the man ultimately at the, at the beautiful gate. He was sitting at the beautiful gate, but there was nothing beautiful about his life. And maybe this is just a side journey. Maybe you are at a place in life where there is nothing beautiful about your life. But I decree and declare in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, receive your wholeness today. I said receive your wholeness today. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. There are different methods. Notice in Acts of, uh, Mark chapter 16. Mark 16. Thank you Lord Jesus. Verse 15. He says that. He said to them. Go ye into all the world. And preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up deadly serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it will by no means hurt them. They who? The believing ones. Those who believe. The Greek says the believing ones. You are also a child of God. It says they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Notice again, we believe in prayer. But he just said they will lay hands on the sick. And they will recover. How? In his name. In his name. One time a certain woman was there and, and most of the time she was at home by herself. When the kids and the husband left home, she said she was free from nine to three. And she was praying and said, God, what can I do for you? You see, everyone can serve God at their level. She said, what can, what can I do for you with the time that I have? And she got to the place where she said, she saw this verse. She said, they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So hang on a minute. All Jesus talked about was laying hands on the sick in his name. He says, I can use my hands to bake. And it's these same hands that he's talking about. So this is what she decided to do. She said, go, this was way back. Um, way back then. She said, I'm going to go into the community and ask, is there anybody here who is sick? And she said, what I will do is I'll go out there. And they told me that someone was sick. And out there, I'll, I'll, I'll go there and just introduce myself, be nice to them, say, hey, is there anything I can help you with around the house, whatever. This was, again, this was way, way, way back. And I would get comfortable. And then I was, I, the first day, once, once I helped them from a natural standpoint, naturally they open up. And usually some of, the, some of these people that left at home to, to die. And she said, the next day, when I go the second day, I'll read to them this verse. She said, do you know this verse is in the Bible? They said, no, I didn't know, I didn't know Jesus said that. He's talking about preaching the good news. Someone is sick. The good news is Jesus can make you well. I said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, yeah, it's, it's in there. Lay your hands on me, I'll be well. That's faith. And sure enough, some, some even at the point of that, when just laying their hands on them, in the name of the Lord, they were made whole. Hallelujah. Everybody can serve God at their level. And then soon, word went around. This person, when she comes around, helps you in the house. And, lists, uh, and then they started, started, started calling her. <laughs> I see God using you. You will not be the one lying on the sick bed. You will be the one bringing healing. Amen. I said you will be the one bringing healing. Amen. I said you will bring the one bringing healing to people. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Vital things, verse 5. 
vital key, vital thing, important thing to know about healing. Know the difference between God initiating healing and someone approaching you approaching Jesus for healing. Know the difference. For instance, in First Corinthians chapter 12, get these things. You see, you see, don't let these things leave you. Like I was telling you last week, Ebola, coronavirus, all, all these things, they keep coming. If you wait to get sick to have faith, you are too late. Wigglesworth said that. Build your faith before these things come. You understand? All right. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. He talks about to another faith by the same spirit. To another gifts of healings by the same spirit. Notice that healings is in plural and gifts is in plural. You see, when God initiates healing on his own, that is a manifestation of the gifts of healing. And God is sovereign. He can do that if he decides to do that. For instance, in John chapter 5, the Bible says that there was by the sheep, by the sheep market a pool, and every now and then, the, an angel will come out and stare, it says in this pool, verse 3, John 5, this day a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. An angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease they had. That's God choosing to do it on own. No matter what you are sick of, if you stepped into the pool first when it was stirred, you are going to be made well. If God wants to do that, he doesn't have to ask me. He can do that if he chooses. So, he says that the first person to step in, once the water was stirred, God healed. It doesn't matter arthritis, whatever the case might be, you, you will be healed when the angel stepped. That is God initiating it on his own. But you see that, you notice that on, on, when that happens, only one person got healed. And if you read in other places, it talks about multitudes longing to touch the hem of his garment. That, that woman didn't sit around and wait. When she heard about Jesus, she made an effort to get to where the power was. And thank God, right now the power of Jesus is everywhere. And his power is in his word. And he says in Psalm 107 verse 20 that he sent his word and healed them from all their destructions. The word he sent to them was the, was the I am the, in the Old Testament, was, I am the Lord that heals you. The word he sent to us in the New Testament says that Jesus himself bore our sicknesses and our disease. So when you are sick, don't sit around and just wait for a manifestation. This one, he only applied to one. But this one, when you apply, uh, the word of God is applied, it's apply, it works for everybody. Know the difference. It's a vital thing to know about healing. Six, know also that healing is not always instant. Even in the life of Jesus, it, always, it wasn't always instant. The ten lepers were healed in Mark chapter 17, because sometimes, Mark chapter 7, Mark chapter 7, notice this, Mark 7, let me put, let, let's get this right. People were healed as they went. It wasn't, it, it, it wasn't always instant they were healed as they went let's pull this up here thank you lord jesus healing is not always instant as they went in obedience to his word they were made completely 
whole. They were made completely whole. So in some, in some cases, as they, they left the presence of Jesus in obedience to what he said, sometimes, sometimes he will give us an action that helps us with our obedience. And so I pray in the name of Jesus, because sometimes we expect that, oh, you think that Jesus did it instantly all the time. Not, not all the time. It is as they, as they went. But it's important to realize that as they went, they were made completely whole and as you went it's not proper english as you go in obedience to the word of god you will be made completely whole as well in the mighty name of the lord jesus amen, amen. thank you lord jesus then also realize that healing can be lost one time jesus healed someone in in john chapter 5 verse 14 John chapter 5, verse 14. And he said, to, he said to them, Afterward, Jesus finds him in the temple and said to him, Behold, you are whole. Sin no more, lest a worse thing comes upon you. This was, the, this was the man at the pool of Bethesda in John chapter 5. Jesus made him whole and said, Look, don't sin don't get back into sin and it's not all the time it's, you remember he said before i was afflicted i went astray he says don't get back into sin lest a worse thing comes on you so it can't be lost spiritual things can't be lost in revelations chapter three revelations chapter three thank you lord revelations three 11 he says revelations three eleven. he was writing to one of the churches and he says behold I am coming quickly. Hold fast what you have that no one may take your crown. So you can have a crown in God and you can have something from a spiritual standpoint and if you don't hold it carefully, it can be lost. And that includes healing. Don't go and sin no more lest something worse than your paralysis come back, comes back on you. You see, our security is in when we are living for the Lord. Our security is when we are living for the Lord. I pray in Jesus' name, make a decision that you will live for God. I said, make a decision that you will live for God. Amen. I said, make a decision that you will live for God. Again, you see, this is not the time to play around with our Christianity. This is the time for us to take God seriously and yield our lives completely to him. And as you yield your life completely to the Lord, I see in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, God keeping your life. I said God will keep your life. I said God will keep your life. I said God will keep you alive. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We serve a good God. He desperately wants to make us whole and complete. The other verse I was looking for was Luke chapter 17, 14, not Mark 17, 14. Luke 17, 14. Those lepers, he says, as they went to show themselves to the priest, it wasn't instant. It didn't happen instantly. As they went, they were made completely whole. So, 
again, it's, it will take a lot of lessons to cover everything, but I've tried to give you a summary of these things. If you have these things and they are bound in you, you will live healthy and whole in the name of Jesus. Serving God shouldn't be burdensome. It should be a delight. In Job chapter 36, one of the people who were talking to Job had it figured out and he said, if they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days on the sick bed. Is that what you, what you read in your Bible? No. I'm checking to see if you've checked out and already left the service <laughs> or if you are still here. <laughs> it says, if they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasure. You want to have good days and spend your years in prosperity and pleasures? It goes back to the serving God. I discovered it. I said, this, this, is, the, this is where this thing is. <laughs> My life is totally sold out to God. I get up every day and I say, Lord, what do you have in store? The apostle John also figured it out in 10 John 2. Thank you, Lord. He repeated in, similar, in a similar statement. There John, verse 2, he says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. So it's not, he wants you to prosper and be in health, but he doesn't leave it just out there. Something has to be going on in your soul all the time. As your soul prospers, you prosper and be in health. You see, we like the first part, but we don't like the second part. It's all part of the Bible. You can't, you can't delete it. <laughs> you can't hit the delete key. No, it's already there. If you, if you live long enough and Jesus doesn't come, you'll still be in the Bible. <laughs> so we better subscribe to it. He prays, wishes above all things. If they obey and serve him, you will enjoy life. It's going to be good. There might be difficulties. There will be challenges. These things will come up. But so long as God is on your side, I see you prevailing over sickness and disease in Jesus' name. No matter what comes up in the air, no pandemic, epidemic, whatever the case might be, whatever name comes up, as you are equipped, this been equipped through these messages, go back and listen to them. I see you prevailing over those things in Jesus' name. And if you are sick right now, I see you being made whole from the crown of your head to the sole of your body. Maybe you may not be sick from a natural standpoint, but your family is not so good. There is some relationship that is not whole. There are finances, there is an issue you but you are not holding in one area of your life like that woman she said i am go i've tried everything else it's not working for me i am going to go to jesus and make him the last stop make actually make him my my, my i mean nothing else is working maybe it's, you are like that nothing else is working take that case to jesus and his power is present right now to make you whole I said his power is present to make you whole. I said his power is present to make you whole. My Lord and my God, if they obey and serve him. Oh, my Lord and my God. I see God making you whole in every area of your life. I said I see God 
making you whole in every area of your life. So this morning, as we come to the communion table, you see, again, don't come to the communion table. This is not just juice and crackers. God's plan has always been to have fellowship with us, to eat with us. One time, when he came to the mountain, in Exodus chapter 24, when Moses and the elders and, jo and, and, and went up, Aaron went up, and Joshua went up, excuse me, they went into the presence of God. And when they went into the presence of God, in Exodus chapter 24, verse 10, it says, And they saw God of Israel, the God of Israel. And there was under his feet, as it were, a paved work of sapphire stone. And it was like the very heavens in its clarity. But on the nobles of the children of Israel, he did not lay his hands. So they saw God and ate and drank. My Lord and my God. Eating and drinking in the presence of God. You see, God desires to have the highest kind of fellowship with you. And when we come to the communion table, we are partaking of the life of God. It's a covenant meal. One time when God visited Abraham, the people that visited Abraham, the Lord, he said, Abraham got up and made the very best meal for God. And they sat and ate together. And so as we come to the communion table today, in, in Genesis chapter 14, notice this. Genesis 14 Verse 18, the type of the communion, it says that Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought bread and wine. He was the priest of the Most High God. So as we have gathered this morning in the presence of God, the presence of God is here. And as we eat and partake of this covenant meal, I see God releasing his blessing on our lives. In the name of Jesus. And you see, this, this meal that we are talking about, even in heaven, we will still partake of that meal. Jesus said in Luke chapter 22, thank you, Lord. Luke 22, verse 16, he says, For I say to you, I will no longer eat of it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. What do you think is going up, going up there in heaven? You think when we get to heaven, we'll just lie around and not do anything? <laughs> oh, you, you, you have work to do. In heaven, the Bible says that they are getting ready for the marriage supper of the Lamb. Well, you can't have supper and dinner without food. There's, there has to be food. <laughs> so he says, I will, do, I will not do it with you again till they are busy setting up tables, getting ready for us to come. And they are watching us run our race. And they watch you and say, what is this person doing? Has he been dealing, dealing with God? Or are they serious with God? In, out, in, out, in, out, or all in. They are, they are seeing everything. I pray in Jesus' name, may you live for God. Amen. May we lay down our life for God. Amen. I said, may we lay down our life for God. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. He says in Revelations, notice this. So what is our response to this? Revelations chapter 19. Notice this. Revelations 19. 
He says, and I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, as the sound of many waters, and as the sound of mighty thundering, saying, hallelujah, for the Lord God. Omnipotent reigns, let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory. For the marriage supper of the Lord has come, and his wife has made herself ready. And to her it was granted to be arrayed in fine linen, clean and bright. For the fine linen is the righteous act of the saints. The righteous what? Act of the saints. So your righteous act is preparing for you a fine linen. So if you have no righteous act, what are they going, what are they going to clothe you with? Think about it. He says the wife has made herself ready. The wife has made herself ready. So the question is, are you ready for this dinner that we are talking about? If you are in Christ Jesus, it's one thing. But living for God is also another thing. He says your linen is coming from the righteous acts. You will make it up there. But please, let's make investment eternally. That's what counts. Let's get make ourselves ready. So in 1 John chapter 3 verse 3 says that he who has this hope in himself purifies himself. We have this hope that we are going to heaven, but while we are down here, let's get ourselves ready. So as we come to the communion table, let's say, Lord, my life is laid down. Help me to be ready for this, for this dinner. In Revelation chapter 3 verse 20, he says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock if anyone. Anyone, anyone. He wants a covenant relationship. Hears my voice and opens the door. I will come into him and dine with me and he with me. Dinner, dinner with God. You see it in the Old, Old Testament. You see it with Jesus and the disciples. We see that it's going to come up. So as we come to this communion table, we are partaking of the life of God. And whatever cannot be found in God, as we approach this table, say, Lord, may it not be found in me. May only what is found in Jesus be found in me. Any habits, anything that doesn't please him, any sickness, in the name of Jesus, as we partake of the communion, receive your wholeness. There's power. The woman was limited. Power was only present where Jesus was. But now, his power is everywhere. His power is everywhere to make you whole, spirit, soul, and body in every area of your life. Maybe you are being tormented in your mind by devils, by demons. As we partake of this, say, I have the mind of Christ. No, in the name of Jesus, devil, I'm not giving you no place in my life. I'm not giving you any access in my life. Any access I've given to you, I, I, re I'm, I, I receive my forgiveness. And from today, you are not allowed in my space. In the name of Jesus. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus. If you are watching on TV, if you are watching online, wherever you may be, Prepare for, for the communion as well. But, but let's take care of first things first. Notice that Jesus served the communion to the disciples. The communion is served to the disciples of Jesus Christ. Are you in the kingdom of God or are you outside? It, 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 don't, you see, you, we must get ready. The Bible says that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life wherever you may be watching this 
One time we got a testimony from someone in prison. You may be in a hotel room. You may be, you may be in prison. You may be on the hospital bed right now watching. Wherever you may be. Jesus wants to come into your life to transform it around. Maybe you have made a mess of it. Or maybe you are at the place where you say, I don't need God. The Bible says, the fool, has, the fool says there is no God. God wants to transform your life. Don't wait till it is too late. The Bible says today, if you hear, today is the day of salvation. If you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. Today is the day of salvation. Do you know Jesus Christ? Do you have a relationship with him? If Jesus comes right now, are you going to go with him to heaven? Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through him. Maybe you have been trying to, you are experimenting with calls. We are experimenting with different things. That is not the way. That doesn't go through Jesus. You see, if you don't have time for God, you have time for evil. If you have time for God, you have time for good. Don't let this moment pass you by. Jesus is the truth, the life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. If you are willing to begin a relationship with the Lord Jesus, I'm going to lead you in a prayer. And just pray this prayer after me. Like you are praying from the depth of your heart, from the bottom of your heart. And just say, Lord Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead. And today, I confess you as my Lord and my Savior. Save me and make me new. And help me live the rest of my life for you. From today, I surrender my life to you. Thank you, Lord, for hearing me. Thank you, Lord, for making me new. In Jesus' name, amen. And if you knew him and your relationship with God is not where it's supposed to be and you are saying, Pastor, I want to return to the Lord, he will gladly receive you. And say, Lord Jesus, take me back. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Use the information on your screen and reach out and let us hear from you. Let's take those communion cups and father I pray over this communion elements Lord the bread and the juice we pray let it be as we partake of this we partake of the body and the blood of Jesus Christ and whatever cannot be found in the Lord Jesus may it not be found in us and Lord may we yield our lives to serve the Lord wholeheartedly in the name of Jesus, lay down our lives on the altar and say, Lord, take all our lives. Father, thank you that the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin and makes us completely whole. 
in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you that Jesus, you are our great physician. You are our great healer. As we partake of this, anyone that is sick in any part of their body, may they be made whole from the crown of their head to the sole of their feet. Anyone bound by any form of addiction, may they be delivered in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Any torments on the mind, may they be delivered in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. We give you the praise. We give you the glory. As we wrap up this season of seeking you, Lord, may it not be an end, may it be a new beginning. As we partake of this communion, May it be a new beginning of a closer walk with you than ever before. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. 1 Corinthians 11.23. Thank you, Lord. He says, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take ye, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Let's partake this morning in the name of Jesus of his body. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Receive his life into your body. And he says, in the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Let's partake in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank God for the body and the blood of Jesus. Thank God for the body and the blood of Jesus. Give him the praise and the glory. Give him the praise and the glory. Give him the praise, both here online, wherever you may be. Give him the praise. Receive wholeness. And lay down your life for the Lord as well, to serve him and to do your, his will. My Lord and my God, I see God doing a work in the lives of people. Let his refining fire burn off every chaff in our lives. Burn off every sickness and disease. Be made whole if you are sick in any part of your body. Jesus the healer is in the house. Jesus the healer is in the house. Across the TV screen. Across the screen. Wherever you may be. Place your hand on that place of infirmity. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. And say Lord Jesus. I thank you. That you pay the price. For my sickness. In the name of Jesus. I receive wholeness. I receive your healing touch in my body right now in the name of Jesus. Call the name of that sickness by the name the doctor called it and say in the name of Jesus you sickness leave my body now in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. I cast that sickness to the root. I sense the presence of God right now. I sense the presence of God right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus, be made whole from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet. 
in Jesus mighty name I rebuke that spirit of infirmity leave the people of God right now in the name of the Lord Jesus I rebuke cancer in Jesus name chronic migraines be made whole in Jesus mighty name ulcers disappear in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus we trust this podcast was a blessing subscribe for more messages like these if you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior today we would love to hear from you email us at info at wordmissionchurchinternational.org we will love to equip you in daily walk so sign up for devotionals and encouragement at www.wordmissionchurchinternational.org you may reach us at 719-235-5535